Hi guys, it's Dre with the Drelax Podcast. Uh, here we are back again with another fantastic week uh, in lacrosse that just concluded. Um, you know, we uh, did not drop an episode um, last uh, week. Um, had a uh, few um, uh, family emergencies that were going on. Um, any of y'all that listen to the Susie Boys podcast heard me talk about it briefly. Um, but, you know, I was dealing with some things. Uh, so let me recap kind of um, the Labor Day weekend that happened for uh, lacrosse since we did miss that week. Um, so uh, playoffs got ready, rocking and rolling, because as you know, the uh, final playoff teams were everybody and their mother, but the Chrome because the Chrome were in the mud this season, uh, finishing at one and nine. And after the garbage behavior that Sean Scannoni demonstrated when he without cause and unprovokedly um, attacked Ryan Ambler when they were playing in Denver. Yeah, that's right, Sean. I did not forget at all deplorable behavior but anyways uh i was actively rooting for the chrome to fail uh he made a uh absolute anti-fan out of me yeah now nah, keep your hands off my players despicable and he didn't even get a penalty for it sean scannoni i will be actively rooting for you to fail from a com- competitor standpoint not your career i'm not that petty but uh, whenever you're playing in goal, I, I hope that the other team just dunks like 20 goals on you. Uh, same that I hope that uh, Garrett Apple continues to uh, get scored on by offensive players. But again, that's neither here or there. These are all lovely people, I'm sure. But when it comes to the sport of lacrosse, Sean Scannoni, we are not fans. Um. So uh, the playoff teams ended up being the Archers at eight and two, who got first round by you heard. Um, the Cannons were seven and three, Water Dogs were seven and three, Redwoods were six and four. Uh, those four teams are going to actually be in your uh, six on six championship series uh, tournament, which I hope to be making an appearance at. Um, and then the Chaos were five and five. The Whipsnakes were four and six. Atlas were two and eight. And that uh, rounded out your playoff um, brackets here. So uh, in, the, fir- in um, the first round, the Redwoods beat the Chaos 15 to nine. And that was surprising because, honestly, the Redwoods stepped on the pedal and never let up. Like, the Chaos didn't look like they had a prayer's chance of winning um at all it was kind of hard to watch because i was expecting more of a competitive matchup especially between these two rivals uh i would have thought it would have been a little bit more closer in score but you know here we are um the game that was just uh like watching um grown adults bully children was uh the cannons versus the atlas game um now despite how close the score is going to be like it's only a nine goal margin despite that 
if you watch this game, the Atlas didn't look like they ever had a chance. Uh, it ended up being 20 to 11. Um, Cannons took that in the quarterfinals. And then um, the most exciting matchup was Water Dogs Whip Snakes with the Water Dogs winning 15 to 12. Um, so that was fire, honestly. That was that was a fire first round. Uh, but the uh, best round came this past weekend where the um, – Unfortunately, I had the um, cannons um, making it to the championship game. Uh, I thought it would have been a little cool, especially with uh, Marcus Holman on the cannons. I thought it would have been cool of him facing his former team in the championship, but that was not to be. Uh, the lacrosse god said nope. Uh, so it ended up being a 17 to 6 Water Dogs. Uh, it was a brutal beatdown. Like, I mean, it was like watching like Muhammad Ali fight like a dude who's been boxing for like three days. It was, it was a mess. Things got a little scrappy towards the end. Um, uh, Goldbrick and uh, Michael Sowers took exception to uh, Kyle Hartzell's uh, style of play in that last uh, three minutes. Um, it was very interesting. Tempers kind of flare, but you know, that's the nature of the sport. That's the game. That's how it gets down. That's how we get down in the hick town or something like that whatever Jason Aldean said or something like that. Uh, and then the archers uh, <laughs> decimated the Redwoods and won back-to-back 14-6. to six. Um, Fire, honestly, fire. Uh, I did not even have the Redwoods beating the chaos. I had the chaos and the archers facing each other. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> it was lit because, you know me, I'm an archers fan, so I loved that. Uh Unfortunately, my friends uh, Sloan and Kendall are Redwoods fans, so they were not uh, happy about that. But it's okay, because I'm hoping that on Sunday, September 24th, I get to see the Archers win. Even though I won't get to watch the game live, but I'm hoping the Archers win. Uh, So that's... You know, obviously, you know how my bracket went. Uh, it's kind of busted right now. I got three out of six games right. Um, overall, not a bad season. Um, the awards were also um, done. The end of the uh, season awards were done. So give me um, one second. I'll be able to pull that up for you. This is why I edit these. So, uh, for the teammate, the the Jimmy Reagan um, teammate award went to Cole Kirst of the Redwoods. Really deserving. Uh, Cole Kirst uh, really came alive. Um, yes, his brother um, plays uh, on the uh, Cannons as a goalie, and their other brother is at Cornell in college still. Um, but really well deserved for uh, Cole um, Cole Kirst to uh, win this award. It was it was super cool. Cause he's just, he's really, he's really earned it. Um, coming to his own really, 
fit into the culture that they have at the Redwoods. I uh, thought that was super dope. And then your Brendan Looney Leadership Award went to the man himself, Tom Schreiber. Tom Schreiber is probably one of the best lacrosse players on the planet. Um, Yeah, uh, I say that with uh, full Archer fan bias, uh, but I stand on that. And if you disagree, argue with your pastor, your therapist, or your mama, because I ain't the one. And then the Sportsmanship Award, the uh, Dave Huntley Sportsmanship Award, uh, went to Zed Williams. Um, You know, there were some guys that were up for the nomination, but I think uh, with the um, little bit of the scrap that happened uh, in the Chrome's uh, final game, uh, that some of them got uh, passed over probably. But uh, no, seriously, Zed Williams is a great ambassador of the sport, and he – is very instrumental in the continued growth of lacrosse, um, not just here in the uh, U.S. for the fans, but um, across the across the um, world. Um, the Wells Crowther uh, Humanitarian Award went to Eric Law, which is another one that I think is just well-deserved because it's Eric law. Like he's, he's such a good person. (laughs) He's so, he's such a good person. Like he's an upstanding person. Like, like, come on now. Who, who else were we going to give that to? But Eric law, he's, he's a good dude. (laughs) Great, great ambassador for the game. Um, And, you know, when you think of the, term humanitarian um i feel like that's what it's rooted in um super humble super down to earth uh and you know you can't hate that now (laughs) what i will say i absolutely disagree with uh do not like this uh because you know he's also my like not my favorite player but uh I uh, definitely thought uh, Hasek got robbed of being defensive player of the year because not many, if any, offensive players have scored when he's playing close defense. So I thought it was kind of wild that Garrett Apple somehow won uh, defensive player of the year. I was like, all right, somebody tripping or somebody didn't watch enough games. But, you know. It is what it is. I did not do the voting. Therefore, I cannot get too mad. But uh, much like Jamie Lee Curtis uh, uh, did not deserve that Oscar that she got for everywhere, all, everything, everywhere, all at once or whatever. Uh, I don't feel like Garrett Apple deserved to be Defender of the Year, but that's just my personal opinion. Which, as a fan, I'm allowed to have. Shoutouts to being a fan. Uh, Rookie of the year. This one was not surprising to me at all. Uh, Tucker Dordovic. 
This man set the whip snakes on fire and honestly was a key instrumental piece in not only their offense, but in propelling them to turning the ship around and uh, making it to the playoffs. Um, and, you know, he did his best to hang, uh, keep them in the game. Uh, it just wasn't enough, unfortunately. Um, when uh, Burnlor went down with uh, his injury again, um, unfortunately, the uh, personnel was not uh, correct, so to speak, because as good as Troutner is, um, uh, Krebs should have been the backup, but that's just – that's neither here nor there. Um, attackman of the year, no surprise, went to Marcus Holman. Uh, shout out to our guy Marcus. Even though he is on the Cannons – Marcus Holman was one of my favorite players on the Archers. Uh, I will always support him. Uh, shout out to Marcus Holman on a great career year. Uh, even more congratulations to his father, Brian Holman, who no surprise won coach of the year. Uh, how are you not going to give it to him? Because he took the cannons from last in the league, like they were last year, to um, they – ended up being second in the league. And that's one hell of a story. One hell of a story. So I feel like you can't get uh, a better thing than that. Um, goalie of the year was uh, the Oren Lions goalie of the year award was another award. I was not necessarily a fan of them doing. They gave it to blaze Reardon. But me personally, I feel like Brett Dobson had a better year. Brett Dobson had a better year. That's just my that's just my opinion. Um, and if we're if we're talking about it prior to in, injury, Kyle Burnlor was that was that dude in the cage prior to his injury. But like I said, I think Brett Dobson had the overall better year uh, and was more impactful for his team. Uh, but Hey, congratulations to Blaze Reardon. Uh, Face-off athlete of the year. <laughs> no surprise who took this one at all. Trevor Baptiste. Uh, dude, uh, like, you know, face-off controversy um, withstanding and everyone's dislike with the rule, with the new rule change uh, taken into consideration. Um, you still can't hate that Trevor Baptiste won most of his face-offs. It is what it is. I hope the PLL corrects the overcorrection and um, makes the face-offs matter again and makes it more competitive. Uh, just increase the shot clock from fifty from 32 seconds. doesn't have to be 52, but at least give them 40 seconds. Might make the face-offs matter a bit more. Um, and then uh, this one was one of my favorite awards because – not only is this guy is this guy that I'm about to mention a fan of the show, mostly well, I'm assuming fan of the show, but he's a friend because you know he follows me on Twitter. Super dope dude, super cool dude. Uh, let's give it up for our guy Treasy, also known as Latrell Harris, also known as your 2023 George uh, Boyardi. Short stick defensive midi of the year. 
Yeah, give it up to Treasy. Um, unfortunately, he uh, had an injury that ended his season, uh, but the Archers are going to get it done for you, man. Uh, one hell of a job. You and uh, Piper Bond just absolutely killed it this year. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal job. Um, and then the uh, Brody Merrill long stick midi of the year, which personally this award should be renamed for this man because he has won it five years in a row. The PLL has existed for five years and Michael Earnhardt has won the LSM of the year every single year. Let's just call it what it is and rename the award for him because <laughs> he deserves it. Uh, and then uh, these uh, next few awards, um, <laughs> no surprise that uh, our boy Tom Schreiber really cleaned up. He got midfielder of the year. He got the leadership award we talked about, and he got MVP. Uh, that's some that's some goat level type behavior. That's some uh, he out here thinking he was a uh, Nikola Jokic or uh, LeBron James the way he was sweeping up them awards. Uh, but well deserved. I cannot think. I cannot think of a more deserving person uh, than. Tom Shriver taking that, uh, taking these awards. So uh, that was super cool. That's just what's going on with the uh, PLL. Um, with lacrosse itself, let us go, let us pull up. Um, so the Pan American Lacrosse Association is hosting a uh, six-on-six uh, tournament. Um, this one uh, has a lot of good participation. Um, most notably, we will be seeing um, the men's Jamaica lacrosse team. Uh, they'll be at the Pan American Lacrosse Association Sixes Cup taking place in Kingston, Jamaica, November 9th to 11. Uh, it is it is historic because it is the first ever World Lacrosse-sanctioned lacrosse tournament in Jamaica. Um, super dope, super supportive. Uh, I, uh, If I can find a way to go, I would love to go to Jamaica for that. Uh, that would be <laughs> – I'd be happy. That, that would that'd make me hype. Super hype. Uh so that's going down. That's been pretty solid. Um, the the lacrosse world is really steadily improving, steadily growing um, more and more. And, uh, you know, the NLL, the National Lacrosse League, will be starting up soon. Uh, that's going to be fun. Um, can't wait to see which, which home cities – uh, these teams uh, end up getting picked for these eight teams. And if there's any expansions made, um, that's going to be super tight. I uh, cannot wait to see what, what it ends up going down as, what it ends up being. And, <laughs> you know, 
I'm obviously hoping Denver gets a team. Would love it. Feel like uh, the streets need this. <laughs> we need a we need a team in Denver. Uh, that's just my opinion. That's how I feel. Um, but uh, jumping back slightly to um, this uh, this past weekend, uh, the last couple of weeks, um, it's been some really good lacrosse. I mean. Unfortunately, the uh, semifinals were just devastating uh, blowouts, but there were some good skill, like good uh, highlights, cool movements, cool moments. Um, the funny part with the Redwoods game versus Chaos is Ryder and Rob Pinnell really didn't get active. It was everybody else. Everybody else was getting active. Westberg. Looked like somebody had spit in his Cheerios because he was scoring goals like it was nobody's business. I think he tied like the PLL record for the playoffs for goals scored. I have to check that to be sure, but I think so. Uh, shout out to you, Bergie. Uh, you know, we love seeing our DU alumni uh, thrive. Um, that's why I like, despite being an Archers fan, I am always happy to see Jack Hanna get it done, to see Danny Logan cook. Uh, you know, um, I love getting to see uh, Westberg do his thing, Eric Law. You know, love seeing – love it. Love seeing those guys do their thing and uh, crush it. And then, you know, even though he didn't go to uh, – even though he uh, graduated from uh, – one of the uh, from Cherry Creek High School. I really enjoy seeing Asher Nolting have success. Uh, not only because you know he's a Colorado, uh, one of Colorado's own, but I really, uh, as a black man that has played and is very passionate about the sport of lacrosse, um, there is nothing I would like to see more than for the game to find its way into welcoming. Um, more players of color because I feel like this is a like sports in general should be open to everyone. Uh, but I also feel like this is a sport that uh has a lot of history with it, and there is a lot of um, there, like for example, most people don't know that Jim Brown is one of the greatest to ever play the sport of lacrosse. He's up there. Um, but I mean, shoot the 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 PLL's MVP award is renamed after him. If that doesn't speak for itself, I don't know what will. Uh, but not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people know about Kyle Harrison, who is uh, my personal goat, my personal greatest of all time. Um, Kyle 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 Harrison changed the game. He there there's no way for me to look look. For what AI was for young basketball players, Kyle Harrison was AI for me. And then watching, um, you know, his last season, his last uh, season with the Redwoods and stuff, it was kind of surreal because, you know, I've been watching this dude since he was with the Ohio Machine. Uh, I've been aware of him since, you know, he was he was playing uh, in college. Like, it was just kind of surreal seeing him retire. Uh, but that's that's that that just speaks to his impact, and I know that someday 
players like Trevor Baptiste, Nakai Montgomery, um, JT Giles Harris, Jules Henningberg. They're going to have that kind of impact. Latrell Harris, they're going to have that kind of impact on little boys and girls that look just like us. Uh, and even Stone Evans, he's in high school, but he's cooking, setting the world on fire. Um, even like there, there is a lot of um, chance for the game to grow. Um, and I would just love to see that happen. Not just, not just for people in my community, but for uh, everyone worldwide. Um, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a game built on respect. And I love that. It's one of my favorite things about it. Uh, you know, it gets a little competitive tempers flare sometimes. Um, but it's a, it's a wonderful game. And uh, for me, it brings me joy. And, you know, I had a really hard week uh, this past week. Uh, my uh, grandfather passed away. Um, and while that's been really hard to deal with, uh, I watched some lacrosse <laughs> and I felt a lot better. Um, it really is a medicine game. Um so that's just me talking. <laughs> this is me spitting about, um, you know, what this game means to me. Uh, so I'm looking forward to um, the championship game on the 24th of September. We are rooting for the Archers. Um, we uh, it is it is the bows versus the versus the wet puppies. Uh, bow up, we getting up out here. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so we will see what happens with that one. Uh, I'll do a recap episode with that. Uh, also, um, make sure that you are on the uh, lookout for if there's any cool like lacrosse games near you. Um, if you get any chance to watch any college lacrosse, the college lacrosse is going to be starting up soon. If you get a chance to watch any of the NLL lacrosse, that's cool as well. Um, if you have ESPN Plus, you can pretty much go back and watch old games. You can find new games. I'm not sure if they're streaming any of the fall uh, lacrosse game because uh, college lacrosse is in their fall season, uh, you know, when they're just keeping their sticks warm and just doing their thing. I'm not sure, but I'm sure you can go back and watch some of the uh, World Lacrosse League as well. For those ones uh but yeah there's some there's some good stuff in there there's some nice little fun things happening uh overall great playoffs um <laughs> despite some people winning certain awards i liked the awards i thought they were i thought they hit them pretty uh on the hand on the head uh and I'm excited to see what uh, happens with next season. If there's any good rule changes, uh, college, everybody's got their eyes on uh, Brendan O'Neill. He is uh, number. He's one of the top players right now. Um, Brendan O'Neill might be getting drafted number one, but also it could go to Connor Schellenberger. From Virginia, uh, go who's you just you just don't know what's gonna happen. 
so those are the um, two players I'd say uh, most teams are going to be having their eyes on just to kind of kind of see. So right now I'd say the top three players in college are Brennan O'Neill from Duke, Connor Schellenberger from UVA, and Pat Kavanaugh from Notre Dame. Um, any one of those three that I mentioned could go number one. Um, it just depends on who has a better season, obviously. So we will be, we will definitely be keeping an eye on that. Um, the Chrome for the Chrome, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the sky's the limit. You got the number one pick. So either teams are going to start sell, betting the farm to, to, uh, get a chance to draft one of these three who are by far generational talents. Um, even if Pat Kavanaugh doesn't go number one, I would love personally to see him and his brother, Matt, who's on the cannons end up on the same team. Uh, that would just be cool. Or, I mean, at least get to play against each other. Who knows? Uh, that'd be fun. Um, but we will be excited to see what happens this season. We'll see if Notre Dame can repeat or if Duke, um, uh, bounces back from their uh, controversial finish against uh, against uh, uh, Penn State. And then uh, – or if UVA can get it done, fingers crossed, we'll be rooting for the who's on that one. Um, yeah, bit of a shorter episode this week. Um, you know, I'm still getting back into the swing of things. Uh, thank you guys for your patience. Your uh, support has been incredible. Uh, it means a lot for me, and it means a lot to me. Um, once again, thank you guys so much. Uh, this has been another episode of the Draylax podcast hosted by the, uh, CDB multimedia network. Uh, you can catch the aim high podcast on Mondays. You can catch the Susio boys podcast on Tuesdays. You can catch uh, this podcast on Wednesdays. Uh, Thursdays is usually a different angle or four corners of commentary, uh, with, uh, Kyle, our, uh, one of our, uh, new homies, uh, Susio sports with, uh, keys and Jermaine are coming up soon. Uh, be on the lookout for the next Shogun Soccer sit down and the next uh, CDB podcast. Um, thank you guys so much. This has been another great episode of the Draylax podcast. <laughs>